Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Port Box series. In this episode, I'll be talking to Sally Humahe. He is a writer, poet, and editor. He's also the author of the um, collection How to View the World Through a Glass Prism. Hello, Mahe. How are you doing? Hello, Aisha. Thank you for inviting me to uh, the box, Poet Box series. I'm happy to be here. I'm doing well. I uh, had a lovely day today. And I'm ready to have a wonderful conversation about poetry. Oh, I like how you called it the box. It makes, it sounds, I don't know, it sounds really nice. Oh, that's good to hear. I also had a lovely day. So... Um, I'll be reading your bio, because that's what we do. We usually read bios of our guests before, um, before I proceed with the interview. So, Sally Humahe is a Nigerian writer and a freelance editor. He's an engineer by profession and a poet at night. He writes from the deepest parts of his heart. His writing is often motivated by nature, love, the psychology of human beings, morality, and philosophical principles. He believes so much in humanity, peace, and unity. How to View the World from a Glass Prism is his first collection. The chapbook version, One Words, Rhymes, and Rhythms, Green Author Prize in 2019. His works have appeared in Praxis Magazine, CWC Congo Issue, amongst others. He also co-edited the Ereta Oribabo Poetry Prize Anthology Exorcism and was also a judge for the 2020 Professor Andrew Nock Poetry Prize by Yesin Erefai Foundation. He's a member of several writing groups and aims to promote literature, especially in northern Nigeria. I must say it's nice to hear uh, the little achievements about you, about me, so to say, because often we forget the little things we've accomplished in life, but once in a while hearing them helps reinstate our self-esteem and the ambition to achieve higher goals. Well, we can, you can go in with your questions, I suppose. Oh yeah, it's true. Well, it helps to keep the imposter syndrome anyway like knowing that you've accomplished all of this so yeah what next is i ask you the questions that i have for you so i think i'd like to start with your book so what was thought process like like what made you decide that i'm going to write this book and i'm going to name it how to view the world from a glass prison well, I'm often asked that, uh, especially on the title, like, people often find the title fascinating. I find it fascinating also. Um, it actually came about on social media, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, I, after there was some, you know, online discussion that was trending at that time and um, 
I wanted to write some book that will kind of give sort of uh, guidelines to human beings because like for example on Twitter uh, it's so difficult to have a conversation with people and you can't go about correcting people one at a time you get so and then you see a lot of people with their own kind of crooked ideologies you try sometimes you want to guide them but then it's just too much doing it over and over and again if you if you have any conversation on twitter you know how hopeless it's often is so i thought of maybe writing a guidebook that would kind of guide society in some aspects such that we won't be having arguments arguments all over and all over again kind of give a kind of light to people and also for me in terms of kind of doing my putting my own 50 cents what did they call it and helping guide the human civilization towards having sense so to say so that how it came about and then I wanted to write the book somehow somewhere in the future because I felt like I don't have enough experience to write something that talks about life because life is full of different facets that I at that time believe I had not gone through some to write though I have written the book but it does not cover the whole facets of life it covers maybe my experience so far and the experience of others that have come to learn so yeah that was what came about the, the title of the book how to be the world from a glass prism trying to give a guide for people to make sense of the world so to say such that we have a common sense of some sort such that we won't be barking at each other and you know every day in the society online with our neighbors uh, so to say yeah so that's what came about the book the name and to further uh, describe the title is often having consideration of others you know trying to see the world from different lights from the glass prism when white light passes through a glass prism is often reflected in uh, the spectrum of colors all the different colors so the idea the metaphor is if you are looking at the world through the glass prism you will be able to see all the different realities of people that you may not really go through you know so it helps to build that kind of understanding between societies different cultures different tribes different races you know and try to unify them along the line of kind of humanity and possibly civilization so that was the idea i hope that answers your question yes you have okay this brings me to ask because i'm wondering um were there any books that you read growing up that influenced you to write this one no actually there wasn't any book no. Yeah. 
the only there's uh, when it comes to the titles, do there is uh, El Nathan's book uh, to be a Nigerian or becoming a Nigerian, I think, which uh, kind of inspired some of the poems, some of the titles of the poems, just the titles. But this is just. Uh, no, actually, the only book that could have inspired that the book, my book was. I read it after, after publishing my book, or oh, just two months, a month to publishing my book, the hard copy, not even the chapbook that is. That is uh, the Prophet by Khalil Gibran, which has a similar kind of texture poetry on life on different aspects on life and advice from the prophet himself the main character in the, in the book so but uh, reading that book uh, kind of give me an idea of perhaps a future book or a, a, a future edition of my book because I really like the prophet and uh, some part of me wish I had read it before and maybe it might have inspired a lot in the current book but all hope is not lost perhaps a future edition or this the paperback is already a second edition of the chapbook so perhaps a third edition with a texture of uh, a narrative poem yeah so that was it the Prophet is a really good book. I think um, I read it once and it was really nice. I loved the I loved the story, basically. It was a very entertaining book. So just like the prophets or just like prophecies, did you ever predict or determine or see or plan that you're going to write poetry? when you were younger? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I've, I... Poetry for me is an innate affinity. So it was just a matter of harnessing that side of my being. But it is it has always been something that I had built since when I was a kid, yeah, my first poem was quite, uh, first written poem was quite, well, I was a 11 or so, prior to that I would always just freestyle around the house, just rumbling and coming up with words, and kind of just chanting them around, that's even to date, I do that. So I think the part of me has always been that, unofficially. But I never see myself being a poet, because I've always uh, been a science student, you know, when you're looking at that. So secondary school, I was basically writing in the university. I was studying engineering. I didn't write much during those periods. Uh, then all of a sudden, when I was seven, I started writing and I surrounded myself with uh, 
a couple of right impulse you know and then that time my one of my very close friends Sada was also writing quite very well at that time you know so it was I had a kind of support system now send my poems to him he edit and he send back so we do that back and forth so yeah then after a few months or a few years of writing you know since you are doing something I want to have something like I want to take the next step and that's when I wanted to write this is was this was not actually my first manuscript but that one did not come about not went through publishing so so but then I wanted to put something out you know I've been writing so I wanted to take the next step I wanted to put something out so yeah that was when maybe I developed I got this audience so far but even before then I was surrounded with uh, like minds of, of sort that's really great to know um i'm glad you followed through with your passion because it's easy to just get lost in life and adulting and you just drop whatever it is that you know you've always loved and you've always wanted to do so was there any particular book that inspired you to write was there anything that um you read in particular that said okay I'm going to start writing my own books now. This has inspired me so much that I want to have something like this for myself. Um, not really, no. Not exactly. <sighs> like I said, I just wanted to take it to the next step. And um, if, but there are a lot of poems, of course, that inspired my writing. Though since we are talking about the book, um, I would say maybe Instagram poets that I see online, perhaps uh, Rupi Kaur, you know, I read her story, The Milk and Honey, how the book came to be kind of like a wonderful success story, you know, and somehow I feel like, yeah, if you, if you publish, perhaps you two could have that kind of uh, possible breakout, but that's, that's, perhaps it may come down to it some, some along the line, but then I just wanted to put something out there. That's quite interesting to know. Um, I particularly love Ruby Kaur. People like talk about how her poems are not, um, talk about how she's not really a poet or what, what not. But I think her poems are really good. They explore a part of us that isn't really talked about. And especially her being an Indian poet is something that is really cool because her own stories are way different her own experiences are way different from what we are used to consuming especially from america and especially from western media so i I really like that about her in particular so um speaking about like inspiration and all of that what inspired i know you you briefly talked about this earlier but I would also I would like to know again. Like I would like to know a bit more about what inspired the poems in your chapbook, and like when you were writing it, what did you want people to learn from it? What did you want people to? What did you want your readers to gain from reading these poems? 
Um, well, inspiration usually comes from uh, daily things that we go through. I, it's not really about, sometimes the poems are not really about what the reader wants, what I want the reader to get from. Usually, sometimes I write them as a reminder to myself because human beings, we are kind of forgetful, and especially in the in the kind of thick of the moment, what do you call it? Yeah, it's really hard to learn all your, uh, recall all your moral standards or all your life lessons. So having them, having these guidelines simplified into like something easily remember, you can, something that you can easily remember, like a poem. Usually when you're at the thick of the moment, you'll be able to pro perhaps act right. Like I wrote a poem, how to how to train your dragon, which is like about controlling your anger. So usually, like if you are angry, it's somehow kind of difficult at that moment to, you know, put yourself under control. So having to just recall the poem, maybe sometimes can just give you a kind of bump, or maybe you are going through some emotional or grief or loss or something like that. I wrote another one. Uh, how to um, this is how to grieve you know when you are grieving often you kind of lose all your intellect you know you know all these right things to do but sometimes your mind doesn't go there you know your emotions take over so you need kind of something to go back to as a guide like something that's always there because at that moment you're your brain suits it isn't really working, your emotions are in charge. So, but once you have that guideline, so it's much easier to just follow for me also. Yeah, and for the writer, I kind of wanted to same thing, kind of a guide, you know, um, especially the main reason for the general book is to avoid some mistakes that we can avoid. You know, instead of going through life, of course, we learn by mistakes, but there are some mistakes that we don't have to do ourselves, to commit ourselves to learn from. So, hence the poems, you know, like, um, this is how to live without regrets, you know, so it kind of helps you avoid some mistakes in life. So, when, so once you read some of these poems, the idea is you may not, Oh, you may not do some of these mistakes, or maybe next time you are going through some a kind of such scenario, you'll be able to have a kind of uh, navigation, some kind of compass to navigate you out of that woods. So that's the idea of the poems. Uh, yeah, and they are inspired by, like I said, daily scenarios, life scenarios, and um, issues that we go through daily so at one point in our life so I feel like still I feel like there are a lot of things I haven't written about and you know, even as after publishing I've written some more of, of such kind of poems you know because those are the kind of things that inspire me to write you know life so I think it's a continuous process for me you know and often at the first like I said I usually write them for me 
but sometimes they are write down for people but in any case they can be relatable i write them in such a way that they can be easily relatable to the reader so i avoid using personalized i avoid personalizing the forms i use a generic pronoun you know sometimes the pronouns are not even gender based i don't i usually just use you as opposed to using he or she or you know so i just use you so that it can apply to almost everyone and also i try to put i try to write it like i'm speaking to the reader such that they feel like i'm talking directly to them as opposed to like narrating an experience that they may relate to or not but in such a way that you feel directly in instructed or directly talk to so it feels you feel more ownership of the poem as you are reading it like okay this is about me this is talking to me like you know this is something that i can apply this is not about somebody else somewhere in america or india or africa you know so it's something about you stripped away from uh, all this geopolitical or geosocial kind of limitations you know in a more generic way yeah so not personalized and more relatable to all i i think your work or let me say your book is quite interesting i read it i reviewed it and it it was really nice i, I really liked a lot of the poems now shifting a little bit to editing how did you get into editing works how did you um how did you become a freelance editor Editing kind of started like, uh, you know, I told you that we are surrounded by writing pals, writing circles and stuff. So often we, we would edit one another's poems, you know, that's how it started. You write your own, you send to your friend, he checks, he gives you feedbacks, he edits. You He writes, they write their own, they send it to you. You know, and you give them feedback. Sometimes you help them with a few lines correction. So, particularly, I am kind of a person that like patterns and arrangements. So I like things looking um, tidied up, kind of, and ironically, an organizational freak. So which kind of helps me when it comes to editing you know i look at a poem i read a poem i read a poem and i see all the roughness you know all the rough edges you know so i try to kind of just smoothen it so because that would make me feel better so to see <laughs> yeah so i just like when things look spot on so that's one of my one of the things that enable me to do editing kind of sometimes passionately, you know, because I also like to make things better than I see them. So editing allows me to do that. Yeah, so that's how I started so far. I worked on poetry majorly, majorly poetry collections. I've edited a couple, you know, yeah. And then, not so much on an economical level, because, you know, editing is a full-time job, which I'm not really 
doing right now hence the freelance so once in a while someone brings a manuscript for me and I will, if i have the time i'll say okay i'll go through it because usually i don't try not to do things substandard in a substandard way so if i'm going to a manuscript i have to be interested in it you know i have to have the time so that i'll do it diligently as opposed to haphazardly so if i don't have that time or if i'm not interested in the manuscript i may turn it down or i was or i will redirect you to someone else so here's the freelance ones again because if i'm a full-time editor that i don't have a choice of saying or oh, i'm not into this book or something like that or oh, i will have less choice of that because it's something that i would probably depend on so yeah i still do editing i still do editing and i quite passionately like it i like when i edit something and it becomes much better i like when i see something rough and i see the potential and i bring that potential to to life yeah i feel like i'm part of the journey of a success and i feel also like i'm part of creating a seasoned writer in the future because usually people when you correct when you edit works you give them points and they take notes and next time they are writing another piece you see how improved their works have been so i kind of also play a role as an editor in a writer's journey so i feel privileged somehow for the few that for the few works that i'm able to indulge in yeah how does this identity, your identity as an editor and a poet, come through in your poems and in your work as an engineer? Yeah, it comes through in my writing, in my poems especially. Yes, because uh, most of my poems have to do with the self and the human, human, humanity, human relations. And uh, and sort of stuff like that. So yeah, they do come through my poems a lot. I don't really know about my engineering work though. What would you describe as literary success? What's what's literary success to you? I would describe uh, literary success in terms of writing as uh, being able to convey. Uh, your thoughts into writing onto paper efficiently, you know, being able to successfully manifest your idea from your creative thinking process to writing it in the best manner that can be read. I think that is a literal success. Uh, going further would be maybe the reader reading it and interpreting it in maybe the way you intended, which may or may not be part of literary success, but I think the ability to change thoughts into, into writing efficiently is literary success. Um, but when you take it, when you are talking about like a career, you may be an author or a writer. 
I would say literary success is having an audience that vibe with you, you know, having an audience that relate with your works, you know, that they read, they are, they are happy to read your works, speak to them, you know. The manner or the quantity or the amount of that audience is a different matter. But if you're able to have some audience, you know, that's the second part of the literal success I was saying. That's the second part, which maybe is another part on itself, which is also a literary success to me, having an audience. Okay, since you've told us um, a lot about yourself, what are your plans for the future? My plans for the future are maybe keep propagating poetry in the north, you know, and writing in general in the north. With this resurgence, we hope to keep the momentum and keep improving on the quality of works. And uh, with the recent uh, Soberfest and other fests that are coming in the north, we hope the future for Northern literature is going to be bigger than everybody thinks or everybody expected. So that's on the community level of plans. Personally, uh, Writing-wise, I would say I would like to be able to be consistent, you know. It's not just being writing, being able to write and then you go radio silent. I hope to be consistent, which becomes more challenging as you grow with higher and greater responsibilities, even though perhaps you may be more... Uh, good with writing you know but you may not time becomes another a scarce resource so i hope to be able to keep my pen uh moist with uh writing and i hope to be able to push out more works and definitely more collections in the future and sustain that and into later parts of my Yes, you know, into the, if God permits you, yes, then I hope to be writing up until the stage where I am, you know, with gray hair and grandchildren. <laughs> I think writing, especially in that kind of age, is, is much different, you know, because I will assume that you have gone through life, you know, you have, have a lot of experiences. So you have most likely a quality of, you know, to choose, you have quality writing. If you're able to keep your style, you know, in check, that's why if you're able to be consistent, by the time you get there, you have, what I want to say is you have resource at your disposal. You have a lot of experience. You know, you have gone through life, you have gone through everything. So, if you're able to write at that moment, you know, if you're able to sustain your writing style, I'm pretty sure that the works that you put, that anyone can put at that, in that, with those two things coming together will be wonderful.
yes it will be wonderful a masterpiece a lot of writers sometimes you see they write all these kind of books usually after going through life after making mistakes after seeing that black and white are not really it maybe gray is it you know so i hope to be able to write at that age that would be epic all right thank you for joining us we here it was really great having you here on poet Walk series um hope to do this again some other time and it's really nice i had a wonderful conversation thank you for inviting me here and whenever you want to have me back inshallah i'll be around thank you thank you for joining us on another episode of the poet box series make sure to tune in next time as we interview your favorite poets and spoken word artists also we are now on spotify and every other platform you can get podcasts Thank you.